Hey, Rich. Hey, Mark. And hello to everyone out there. This is BitPunch Radio, episode 005. Today's episode, we want to talk about our top games of the generation. This generation of games, we want to kind of outline our top five. Now, setting the stage, we have not shared our list with each other. So it's going to be a surprise to you know us as well. So there might be a duplicate on there, maybe. I'm kind of doubting so rich, but <laughs> um, I guess we'll see. So um, so a little bit of uh, housekeeping. Uh, thank you for listening. It's uh, You can find the site at bitpunch.tech. Uh, if you want to send us an email, you can send that to emails at bitpunch.tech. And you can follow us on Twitter at bitpunch. Now, starting next week, we're, if you've looked at like our show notes or our um, logo, it's got the word comic in it, and we've maybe talked about comics for roughly five minutes. So we're actually going to start doing a comic of the month, and we are going to record um, that episode next week. So we're going to have a topic that we'll discuss, but then at the end of it, we'll talk about a, a comic that we picked for the month. And keeping with the spirit of Halloween, uh, next week we're going to be discussing Batman, uh, The Long Halloween. It's a fantastic graphic novel. Um, so if you want to listen to that, it'll be super spoilery. We will talk that you know up and down. So um, if you want to give that a listen, then, then please check out next week's episode. But So before we get into the top games of the generation, kick us off, Rich. What have you been up to? Well... Not to be a, uh, you know, repeating myself every week, but not a whole lot new. Um, still playing a lot of Halo and Forza 7. I'm kind of not picking up a lot of new games intentionally. Uh, mm-hmm. don't, wanna really, don't really want to start anything, you know, big with uh, November coming with Assassin's Creed and Cyberpunk, which are two games I'm really looking forward to. So that's, I've been kind of, playing it easy on the games here and I actually started reading again I <laughs> I found my Kindle keyboard from God knows how long ago it's got to be seven or eight years old uh, I, I don't know what that is it's an Amazon Kindle not a Kindle fire like one like an e-ink display like an actual Kindle yeah I read on one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so it, it was the I, can't, I, th- I think it was like the second one they came out with. It, it's the one yeah. that has like a little keyboard on it. Um, so it, I found that yeah. thing and decided I was going to get... A bu- it has buttons, like a physical page turning buttons? Yes, yes. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. Yeah, so it was so old and I hadn't turned it on in so long that when I finally charged it and turned it on, it had been... Uh, uh, deprecated to the point the firmware had been deprecated to the point to where I couldn't connect it to Wi-Fi anymore. <laughs> I had to literally plug it into my computer and update the firmware that way so I could connect wow. it to my Wi-Fi to sync up all my books. And so long story short, I started reading um, the second Witcher book. Uh, the Witcher book. It's called Sword of Destiny, I'm pretty sure. Um that's basic. And in those books, if you don't know, they're kind of a series of short stories within one book. And I made it through the first short story, which was actually one of the stories from the TV show. So uh, it's pretty good. So the the TV show was based around the la- was it the Last Wish? Yeah, there's definitely uh, some of the short stories that are in the Last Witch, which is, which is chronological, which is 
the reading order of those books, the first book. Um, yeah, there was a lot of those short stories in there, but there was also some from this book, apparently. So, mm. so is do you consider that to be the first book? The Last Wish? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like okay. if you look up, if you Google reading order for the Witcher books, it's the first book. Okay, so you're reading technically the volume one because the last wish is like a point five or something like that. Right. No, 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 no. Last wish is one sort of destinies two. Okay. So I've read two different Witcher books then, and I've read one that's like a, it's just a bunch of disconnected stories. They're all, I think quite a few of them are like that. Ah, I'm so confused now. Cause I've read, it's like a point five or something. Then I've read the last wish and I remember I fell off of it. I, just couldn't do it. I did not like his writing style. I love the games and I think the character is cool, but I just was bored of that book. Mm. And my neighbor, he, he read a bunch of them. And he was just like, if you don't like it, then you're, they're not, it's not going to redeem itself. So yeah. Yeah. No, the last I'm, wish is the same way. Hugely popular books. Book. I mean, yeah, I just, yeah. it just was not for me. Yeah. It's just a bunch of short stories. Uh, the, the, the last wish was the same way. Um, I mean, they're somewhat connected. It's a lot of the same characters. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, which is kind of like the TV show, and that was a big criticism with the TV show, that the timeline kind of right. jumped around, which they're not going to do this coming season. But, yeah, I'm enjoying that. Uh, that's really about it, though. What have you been up to? Hold on, hold on. I got questions for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so you're looking forward to Cyberpunk. Have you played... Um, the, the, uh, either of these like current gen of the Assassin's Creed games? Uh, yes. The Origins or Odyssey? Both. Okay. And you like, did you finish them? I finished Origins. Okay. See, I, I put maybe 10 hours into Odyssey and it was just so much like of an undertaking. I thought the game was fun, but it was just at the time I was like, I can't, I just can't devote the time to this. So I've heard Valhalla is a little shorter and I'm kind of interested in it, but I think I only have room for one of those styles of games and cyberpunk is definitely going to be it. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm leaning curious, that way so. too. I'm, I'm definitely leaning that way too. I'm going to play cyberpunk bef- probably before I play Assassin's Creed, but um, I'm definitely looking forward to both. I, Origins in particular, Assassin's Creed Origins was kind of of a time of those Ubisoft games where it was, you know, basically you had those strongholds that you would go and, you know, the character had a bow and you sneak around and you kind of work your way through those strongholds silently. And I like that type of it's like stealth gameplay. I tend to play that way, mm-hmm. um, like in uh, Elder Scrolls games and RPGs mm-hmm. and things like that. So I think those just, I just like to do that. So that, that one kind of spoke to that uh, kind of And you've style. never played Metal Gear 5? Nope. Man, you're missing out. It's a good one. Nope. Nope. Oh, geez. Okay, what have I been up to? I got a lot here. Um, I I did get back around to playing Rage 2. I'm trying to test out the my 2060. Um, that game's actually pretty gorgeous. Uh, it, it's real silly. It's the, the story is just obnoxious, but the gameplay is fun and it's short. I I think you can finish it in like a dozen hours. So I might actually try to stick with that. It seems fun enough 
that I'm having a good time and it's just, it's real pretty to look at, you know, they've got that, it's, it's very colorful. Um, and I am enjoying it on my new monitor that I got. So I purchased, I think I said this last week, the Samsung G5. Um, it is a huge step up from what I was using. It's probably not a great monitor, uh, with, you know, how, uh, how many better monitors are out there, but it's, it, to me, it's, it was a huge improvement and I, I really like it. Um, what are the games I've been playing? I started Age of Empires 3. Are you an RTS guy at all? Uh, I actually like Age of Empires quite a bit. So I think 3 might be a little different. Um, I love uh, this uh, game uh, by big, huge games called Rise of Nations. It's it's on it's actually on uh, PC Game Pass. Uh, that's been a lot of fun, and this reminds me a lot of that. Um, you know, they just kind of plop you down on a map. You build up a uh, you you know your little base, um, and then just kind of go and wipe out everyone else. It's it's definitely repetitive, but I just I love that loop. Uh, so I'm I'm you know really liking that, um, and it's funny that I'm jumping from something like Rage Two and then this 15 year old game or however old Age of Empires is. Um, Finish the Boys Volume 1 comic. That was pretty good. I will continue to read that. Uh, it's quite different from the show. Uh, the show is definitely like its own unique story that's just borrowing those characters and setting. Um, but that's the, the comic is really good. <clears throat> I, I actually started uh, watching Mythic Quest, which is... Are you a It's Always Sunny fan? Nope. Okay. So it's uh, Rob McElhenney. Uh, he's one of the creators of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He started the show on Apple TV. Just trying to find more reasons to watch Apple TV. So I'm just kind of going through stuff that people have kind of recommended. It's real stupid, but it's <laughs> that type of humor that I enjoy. So uh, I'm having a good time with it. He runs a, like the world's greatest MMO um, oh, no. company. But it's it's completely ridiculous, and it just looks like they gave him a bunch of money and was just like, here, just be, just be ridiculous, <laughs> and he's doing it. And it's it's uh, it's pretty good. Uh, it's worth it. If there's nothing else on Apple TV, there's like maybe three or four good shows. Uh, I would say this is one of them. Outside of that, I bought a mechanical keyboard. Ooh. So. Like okay, okay. You bought one or you built one? Okay, so I I don't think I have interest in building one. Okay. Okay, so setting the stage here, I have a standing desk mount on my desk. And it's got a tray that comes out where my keyboard and my mouse sits. Mm-hmm. So before this, I used the, you know what, it's actually right next to me. So I want to grab the model number of it. It's a Microsoft branded, the K4000. It's an ergonomic natural keyboard, uh, Microsoft branded. It's a great keyboard, but it's huge. Mm-hmm. And I just did not have a lot of space on my standing desk to rest my keyboard and my mouse together, you know. So I've just been doing some different research on uh, mechanical keyboards and, and, you know, things that are good for gaming and typing. And so I landed on uh, this. um, 
it was like $50. Now there's some of these can be like $200. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I don't have interest in spending $200 on a keyboard, but no, Hey, if that's what you want to do. So this one is called the first player DK 5.0 light. <laughs> <laughs> They're ridiculously named, but it's the cherry Browns. So if you start looking into mechanical keyboards, you'll notice that, um, depending on the tactile feedback, the loudness, uh, there's a lot of engineering into these things, right? The different They've colors kinda, represent different feelings. Yes. So yeah. the, I think the reds are more clacky. They are, could be annoying to people that are, uh, you know, that are working with you, but they, I guess just that people just love that, that clackiness to it. And the blues and the browns are a little more quiet about it, but I'm actually going to like, See if I can get the mic to pick up on this. It's so satisfying. I love it. Um, it's it's a really good keyboard, and they say that you can type faster on them. And I shit you not, I think I'm typing faster on this thing. <laughs> now it's I don't need to do that for my job, but I am noticing that I'm I'm, I'm actually typing a little faster on it. I'm gonna need you um, to run it through uh, Mavis Beacon. I can do, I can test it. Hey, you know, I can test it however you want. <laughs> so this is a, it's a 10 keyless, which means it has lopped off the number pad. Ooh, so I was looking a, for some, mm. for you, that's rough because you're a drafter. But for me, like, I don't, I'm not typing a whole lot of numbers. And I, I've actually worked in Excel quite a bit today. So I kind of take that back. It was kind of annoying, but you just, get used to it i love the fact of how much real estate this is given me back yeah uh, and it's it's a it's a really it lights up it does all that i don't care about that um i guess there's like some software that comes with it that i can <laughs> i can actually program it to like light up and shoot rainbows off of my room and stuff if i want to <laughs> i don't i don't really care about that i just wanted something that's not annoying uh but just gives that nice little clackety clack uh, yeah. and it's 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 a satisfying thing to type on um you know i want to get like a a nicer gaming chair and stuff and it's i mean a keyboard is something i spend eight hours a day typing on i don't i like now like if i sit downstairs for a little bit or something and i'm i'm typing on the the laptop keyboard it's i'm just like uh I miss this keyboard already. I really like it. Now I'm saying I don't have any interest in getting into building my own, but we will see how this goes. Um, I would kind of like, so, oh, sorry. So this one was around like $50 if I didn't say that, but oh, that's pretty reasonable. I would, I would like to get a blue in here and just see, and possibly even a red and see like what the difference is between them because they, they seem to be, there's a pretty rampant fan base around it. So, um, yes, that's a, it's a, been a pretty good upgrade. So, um, and I think I need to stop spending money. So (laughs) probably might be one of the last things I get for a while outside of, you know, cyberpunk. So the computer is kind of where I want it to be now. Um, I think I can run next gen games on it. Probably not at 4k, but I don't have a 4k monitor, so I don't really have to worry about that. Right. Okay. That's it for me. All right. We're getting into this. So we're going to talk about our personal top games of the generation. And so I think we should just round robin 
just go back and forth and just kind of talk about, uh, you know, what is a game that has kind of stuck out to you and, you know, however much you want to talk about it. This is just kind of an open forum here. Okay. But I'll let you start. Okay. So now we were talking about this before the show, but I numbered my list. Um, and I did not. You did not. <laughs> you uh, seemed very stressed out about the, pos- the possibility of having to do that. Uh, so I am going to just kind of pick and choose mine out of here. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with, well, it's 2020, so a Battle Royale game. Apex Legends. Oh, shit, that's on my, on my list. list. <laughs> so <laughs> I knew we would have one that would match. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, it, so this is a game that we played together quite a bit. Yes. Uh, not recently, but uh, back when we had PlayStations, I think. I don't know. We played yeah. some when we had Xbox. Um, so no, Apex Legends is obviously a battle royale, free to play, uh, you know, trying to compete with Fortnite, which I'm sure is on your list, if we're guessing. No. Uh, no. Oh, man. No. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> no, I think, I think, you know, Apex came out in a, in kind of a weird time and it, and it kind of like just stealth launched, like nobody had really heard anything about it. And I, I feel like like the day before it was going to come out, you started seeing stuff on Twitter like, hey, you know, something's going to be dropping here pretty soon. Yeah, they invited some journalists to an event, right? Is that I don't even think it was that. It just launched and then it, it was ready for doubt. Like you could download it. Like it, mm. it, it was just there. And, now, you know, it was free to play. So, you know, I, I remember downloading it and being like, holy shit, it's a pretty freaking good game. It's a good studio. Um, but I... I I just had a ton of fun playing that game. I don't play it as much now. Um, I've kind of switched back to Halo in a weird way with the Master Chief Collection as far as like mm-hmm. my first-person shooter stuff goes. But, man, there there's just no... Almost no better feeling to me than playing that game and getting down to being like two teams left or three teams left and being like, all right, can't fuck this up. Like, <laughs> we got to be careful and you're sneaking around trying to find the other players. And, you know, when you finally find them, like just the like you go down pretty quickly in that game mm-hmm. and like being able to get people back up. It just becomes like this frantic mess. Like once you get down and once the circle gets so small, like, and this is just a battle royale thing, I think. Uh, but I, I just really connected with the way that game felt. That game felt more like a like a mid 2000s kind of shooter to me which is, you know, speaks much more to what I like to play. Um, you know, the characters were really good in that game, or are really good in that game. Yeah. The abilities are really cool. Um, it's really well balanced. Um, I think at the beginning there was a few weapons that were in probably, you know, pretty not balanced. But mm-hmm. for the most part, you know, you could you could deal with that. Um, but I, I really like that game. And it, it, I'm not the best player you're not the best player and we've <laughs> no. we won we won a lot of those we we yeah we won a handful of those so uh, you know that that speaks to you know kind of the balance of that game i i don't know i i just really enjoyed that game it's the only battle royale i've kind of ever liked and sort of latched on to for a period of time um yeah it's a really good game so did you um <clears throat> did you play uh player unknown at all you know, no, I didn't. I mean, I watched a lot of it streaming. Um, yeah. So was Apex like your first one? I did p- try to play Fortnite. 
oh, okay. a little uh, for like a week. I, I just couldn't do it. It, mm-hmm. it just was not for me. Like I just just the fundamentals of that game just are not what I want from a shooting game. Sure. Yeah. Um, so no, a- it's a- definitely Apex more is, Yeah, a- Apex is is was definitely more my speed for sure. Yeah, I don't think I've played a round of Fortnite by myself. It's <laughs> with my kids and yeah. they and, and that's that's where the fun of that is. Right. So um yes, uh, I will second and say that uh I had a I I loved Apex Legends. Uh, I hope that game continues to grow and uh you know, it's it's just that that feeling that you were talking about when those endorphins kick in and you're just like Oh man, this is uh I don't want to mess this up. Yeah, uh, no. Yeah, and they could yeah. be anywhere, you know. Yeah. That's uh that's a really cool feeling. Um Yeah, it's one of those right. few games that kind of gets you like the 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 first time we've won, like me standing up in my either basement or my other house I was living at like screaming like holy shit. We just fucking Oh. Won. <laughs> yeah, I had a hard time falling asleep yeah. <laughs> that night. Yeah, that was a cool experience. For that sure. was totally like that meme of like my wife was like, "Are you winning?" And I'm like, yeah. "Yes, <laughs> I'm totally winning." Yeah, this is exciting. I only ever played as uh, the healer girl. I can't remember her name right now, but that is pretty much the only character I played as. Yeah, yeah. See, I always played as Mirage. I liked him quite. Yeah, a bit. He was, I like Mirage. He's, a good <laughs> he's cool. Hmm. Okay. Anything else? No. No. All right. I'm going to talk about Moonlighter. Okay. I knew this was going to be on your list. Yes. So I played, uh, I think it came, I can't remember when it came out. It's been a year or two now. And the loop of this game is you run a store and you, um, you replenish your store with stuff that you find in the cave. So during the day, you're it's actually this semi type game that you are setting value for these different ruins and stuff that you uh, find in the cave. And there's a whole system where, you know, if uh, somebody walks up to it and they give you like a happy face or they just immediately snatch it off the shelf, you know, like, <laughs> oh, shit, I could have got more money it. for that. Yeah. And so you can you can kind of play with the system there. And but if you're like way too greedy about it, then people aren't going to buy your stuff. So there's a good balance that you have to strike there. And there's a ton of different items. Not only are you selling those items, but some of those items you're using to craft for better gear in the cave. Uh, and it's there are like four different caves that you can go through and you're just kind of unlocking them as you're hitting like multiple levels. So think of uh, Binding of Isaac type look of that game where it's like a static screen that you're walking into. There's enemies in there and then you de- defeat them or, or however, you know, solve like a very light puzzle and then you're on to the next screen. The loop of that game rich it just dug into i absolutely (laughs) loved that game um finished it i know there was some dlc never got around to playing that i got (laughs) game pass and i so i played on playstation and then when i got game pass uh, i played through children of morta which is a just another fantastic one of those games it's freaking brilliant uh 
noticed that Moonliner was on there, immediately installed it and beat it again. Wow. I I never do that. I never play through games more than once. It on a <laughs> very rare occasion would I do that. And I just had such a good time with that loop that I just was drawn to it again. I was like, yep, I'm going to marathon this game again. Um, it feels really good. The art style is that pixelated uh, look, you know, and it's it was just really, really fun. <laughs> um, it just feels like you're constantly improving and the numbers are going up. And you, I've, you know, said that I love that feeling. I just want to see the numbers go up and it's, it's, it's great. If you have not played Moonlighter, that is one of the best games of this generation. Oh boy. Like by far. So I'm trying to find, um, when, when I first found out about this game before it launched, I, uh, I sent you a tweet that was like, uh, I just found it. 1098 days ago I sent you a tweet with a with the YouTube video for like the the like announcement of Moonlighter on Switch and uh I was I, like I was so looking forward to that game because I had seen I had seen that trailer and read a couple articles about it like previews and I was like man this game is going to be awesome and I mm-hmm. played it and I think I got to the third dungeon and I just never went back to it and I don't know mm-hmm. why I Oh it happened I really liked it I, it's on Games Pass. I could download it right now and play it. I just, I just haven't went back. And I, I. You love know what else playing. is on Game Pass? Like a hundred other fucking good I games. I know. To play. <laughs> I know, man. It's, that one was just so funny though because I, I, I kind of discovered it, and it's from this you know smaller developer, and sent it to you, and then like you latched onto it real hard, and I kind of didn't, and I was like super <laughs> looking forward to it. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's a really good game. I I think my problem is is I got I think what frustrated me is I got uh, too into the shop part and trying to like mm-hmm. min max the pricing. Yes, and probably ruined it for myself. I, if I yeah. went back to it, I probably wouldn't do that. Um, but no, it's it's a re- it was a really good game. Uh, then uh, you know I'm sure they've done some it, updates I, to it. I played it this year. It holds up. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It, it, yeah, I agree. Let's see here. What am I going to pick? Let's talk about Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> okay, let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> One of the most uh, controversially controversial games, I think, of this generation as to if you like it or not, mm-hmm. or people liking it or hating it. Um, I that's That's the last game that I was, like, hype-level... 10 for like I absorbed every piece of you know preview screenshot new trailer just everything anything that came out I listened to a podcast about this game before it came out like every week they would know a news podcast about this game every week wow so I was I was ready because I really liked that first game and I really like Rockstar's games so I, I mean I was ready for it and yep. I, I finished a different game and was ready to play another game like this. So I, I honestly think that's the first time that, that getting to that level of like hype and like absorbing as much as I could about it kind of ruined the first part of that game for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it, that game controls a very specific way and the pacing of it is very specific. 
you know, with its, like, you got to take care of the horse, you got to take care of your hunger, and just the deliberateness of that game is very unique to it. It's not quite, like, full, like, simulation style, but it, it kind of no. dips its toe into that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it feels like they kind of missed, to be honest, they kind of missed the mark on probably what they were shooting for there as far as, like, how simmy they wanted it to be. Yeah, it's like they they leaned into it, but not hard enough. Yeah, yeah, it's... It, it just they just didn't hit it right for me anyway um and here it is on my list still mm-hmm. it, i think the story and and the characters in that story are just like heads and tails above what other games have done like games do like rockstar tends to do that uh you know i don't know if it's just the voice acting or you know the the overall story itself uh, the gameplay is pretty good i mean it, i feel like Rockstar games all kind of play the same. Uh, yeah. You know, the the quests, the quests are all... There, there, there's a couple of really good quest lines, actually, in Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, you've not beaten it, right? Like, the whole... You beat the main... The part, part of the main story, not the whole thing. I saw credits, but I did not okay. do the epilogues. Yeah, you did not do the epilogue. Okay. Did you meet the the widow that was up in the northern part of the map? I think you have to meet her, right? I don't know. I can't remember if she's part of the main quest or side quest. I don't. I don't remember. So there's a lot of characters in that game. Yeah, th- this one definitely stood out though, because you, you basically she's up in this little cabin, basically in the mountains, and you stumble upon her cabin, and her husband was like just killed by a bear. Like they moved there from the city. He's killed by something bears or wolves or something. I can't remember. And Arthur, the main character, kind of helps her out. And throughout the game, you kind of go back. You can kind of go back there, like after um, certain story missions, like when things have kind of moved forward, and there'll be like another contextual thing you can talk to her about. And so I guess we should have talked about this at the beginning. There's going to be spoilers for all this stuff. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, we'll put that in the show notes and yeah. tag it as yeah. such. So so the main, the main character in uh, Red Dead 2 uh, Arthur Morgan ends up getting what is it tuberculosis? Yeah, I can't remember what he he basically gets a terminal disease. I think yeah. it's tuberculosis. Um, and and after you after he finds that out, if you go back there, it kind of triggers this whole little different interaction, and you can kind of keep going back there. It's just this really cool little, you know piece of that game like most games don't do things like that like you would go do a quest for her get your MacGuffin, and then go home like ride your horse out of town but Mm -hmm. you just keep going back to her and it's not like a quest like it's not like a quest pointing you back to her but if you just go back there randomly and you know walk up to her and talk to her like you can trigger this thing um and and doing that was just really really neat and then in the in the epilogue you know spoiler arthur dies if you go back as John Marston, you get this kind of special interaction between her and John where they kind of talk about mm-hmm. Arthur and there's this whole little uh, kind of moment there. That's kind of the kind of stuff that kind of set up, set apart Red Dead for me. Um, you know, I thought Arthur Morgan was a good character. You know, yeah. the, the protagonist in that game, you know, part of your gang, like the gang was a really cool um like a living family. Uh, I don't know. I, I really liked that game. The gameplay of it was a little samey for me as far as, you know, 
Grand Theft Auto and, and previous Rockstar games. And like you said, mm-hmm. it didn't they didn't quite nail what I think they were going for with with the systems in that game. But it's still a really really good game. Um, and and I mean, it's gorgeous. Like it's a beautiful game. It's you know it's huge. There's stuff everywhere. It's dense. Like all the you know, you know, when Rockstar does a game like that, they really commit to that style. And like, like the catalog you flip through for the store is, you know, very of that area. It looks like a, it's like a Sears and Roebuck book. <laughs> yeah, like, that's cool. Like all that, all that little stuff, you know, they kind of nail, right? So, I mean, I don't know. I, I really loved that game. I don't know if it's on the story list. in that game is, 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 it's, is what keeps you going. Yes. And, when they when they you know when uh arthur visits the doctor and you get those the news you actually are, you aren't expecting it but you can you they they drizzled in like something's going on you yeah. know you start seeing him cough and why do that why make a character cough like that you know they but they're so subtle with it that it actually shocked me and it that stuck with me. It was, it was a, a very good moment in the story and it, you know, it just kind of sets up the, the, you know, that back part of the game that you're just like, man, he still got this fight in him, even though he knows that he's dying and it's, it just was so well done. Uh, I struggled through that game because the, the, the gameplay itself, I did not have a great time with. Um, I was really there just for the story uh, just kind of, I, I, at some point would like to go back and play those epilogues. I, I hear that, you know, the, the story just continues on through with, with those as well. And they're, they hold up quite well, but yeah, I just was definitely over the, uh, the final like dozen hours of that game and the amount of writing you do. It just, when I only have an hour to play a night and I'm just writing 15 minutes to go to a mission. It just, it, that was such a turnoff, but that story is fantastic. So, and I have a game on my list that, that has a good story to it as well. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, that's top tier. I, I, they, they don't, there's not many stories told like that, that work like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, it is. It's just a really good story, you know. And, and Arthur, mm-hmm. it is tuberculosis that he contracts. And like the yeah. the crazy thing about that story is, is he contracts it from uh, a guy that he was going to beat up for for loan money as a part of the game. And you know, when you do that mission, Arthur's very um, kind of hesitant. You can tell he's like not totally cool with it, like. Uh, I can't remember the name of the character that, that kind of manages the loans for the gang. He kind of sends you out to do this and you're kind of like, you know, Arthur's kind of like, yeah, I mean, this is kind of bogus. Like, what are you doing? Like, why are you taking advantage of these people? But he kind of does it cause he's, you know, he's the second in command. Right. And then right. he ends up getting tuberculosis from the guy. So <sighs> it's kind of like this weird karma. And, and actually the, the uh, wife, of the guy that ends up dying from tuberculosis that you collect a loan from, she ends up in a completely different town, like basically becomes working in a whorehouse Mm -hmm. and her son's working in this like awful mine. Like it, 
it's pretty messed up, but it's, it's, I mean, it's, a, it was a good story. I, th- I thought. Yeah. That's a hell of a game. Yep. Yep. So that wasn't on your list. No, man. But I want to talk about God of War. Oh boy. So I enjoyed the, the PlayStation two God of War games. Um, I just thought that they, at the time, were so pretty, and throwing those chains of chaos around was, uh, how do I want to explain this? Basically, it kind of just showed off what the PlayStation 2 could do at the time, and I just thought that I just loved watching that. Um, the the those, those games definitely can get repetitive, but for the most part, I had a good time with those. Um, couldn't tell you anything about any of those stories, except I think you fucking rip some guy's eyeball out and one of them i remember that. there was a big eyeball thing with one of them but you know for the most part it's it's kind of generic god stuff uh that that um era of time uh and it's just incredibly violent so they went a different direction with the reboot of god of war where kratos is a dad and he has this son and he is on this like new quest and they change the style of game where it's more of a, uh, you know, behind the back um, camera, almost like Bloodborne, the, that style of game. It's, it's, it definitely doesn't, the, the difficulty is not there though. Um, I was able to get through this game, like actually pretty easy, but the story that it was telling to me was really interesting. There's there's a lot of interesting characters in it. Um, I don't have much to that I feel like I need to say about the story. I just I okay. I'll be honest with you, Rich. This was I had a game written next to this called mm-hmm. Horizon Zero Dawn, mm-hmm. and I loved both of those games. But I think I enjoyed playing God of War a little more. It's it was the gameplay that I, that I really liked. It was like just very satisfying to play through that game. It was gorgeous. Um, you know the I, I can't remember the the character's name that you had with uh, with you, like the head that was on your belt. But uh, it just it, it told a really interesting story. I think out of all of the character action games that came out this generation, it nudges out Horizon but it's probably the funnest one that I played. Wow. Now I will say there's probably a lot out there that I've missed because again, my time is limited. We, this generation, we probably should have said this up front, but this generation, we started families. We have moved like between the two of us 10 times, probably like there's just been a lot going on where my time of running, you know, resume play and playing video games, playing Call of Duty 4 for five hours a day, and then waking up and doing a podcast and reviewing games and previewing games and doing all that. That time just doesn't exist anymore. Nope. So, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of character action games that I've missed, uh, but I think out of the ones that I've chose to play, God of War is probably the best one. It's I did enjoy it more than Red Dead. Red Dead to me tells a more interesting story but the the story and the gameplay to me in god of war stuck out a lot more 
Um, and I thought yeah. it was a really good direction that they that they're they're taking that series and I'm glad that they're making a sequel. Obviously they're making a sequel. It made them all kinds of money. So of course they're going to. And it kind of makes me this that and Sony's character action games that makes me want to get a PS5. It's the horizon. It's that stuff. But they're flirting with releasing this stuff on PC. So I kind of want to just wait them out and see what's going to happen there. Like see if they are going to are going to um, continue to adopt that relationship with Steam or whatever they want to release it on. But right, yeah. And, and what's crazy is is I I mean I like those games. I love the Assassin's Creed games. I played Horizon Zero Dawn and really liked Horizon Zero Dawn. It didn't make my list. Um, I like Assassin's Creed maybe a little bit better than Horizon. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I mean I had a PlayStation Four. For a long time, and I never played God of War. I don't. I don't know why. Kind of with Moonlighter, like I just didn't. I just never felt compelled yeah. to play it. I, I don't know. I don't know. So yeah, I was. I was seriously going to say God of War, Horizon Zero Dawn, but I just figured I'd get yelled at. So. <laughs> I would say God of War kind of stuck out to me a little more. Um, I think Horizon uh, probably overstayed its welcome a little bit. I think. I will say the sound design in that game actually sticks out to me. I'm not a sound guy at all, but shooting those canisters off of those robot dinosaurs and that noise yes. that it makes. Yes. Oh, it's that's it's such a satisfying it's like my it's it's like my mechanical keyboard. I just love listening to it. Yeah, yeah. But, yep. Uh so yeah, I don't I don't want to get into spoilers or whatever. Just God of War is just a fantastic game and I I'm gonna have to pick up the sequel at some point (laughs) we'll see (laughs) yeah all right that's it so i'm up now all right i'm gonna throw you a real curveball you wouldn't have guessed this in 100 tries halo no um firewatch do you remember firewatch (laughs) yeah i remember i never played it you didn't but i remember the game okay yeah so Firewatch is a uh I don't really know what to call it. It's a it's a first person Some of these games are kind of like called called like walking simulators. Um, yeah. there's no sh- real shooting in it. It's more of like a story-driven uh first person game, I guess. I don't I don't know yeah, what Yeah, like Tacoma or yeah, Gone Home yes, or Gone something Home like that. Gone Home was the was the reference I was looking for. Yes. Um so Firewatch caught my eye initially because of Ali Moss, the the artist. Yes, um, he he was the he was involved with this game, and I really like his art, and that's kind of what uh, turned me onto it. Also, it's made by um, Panic, who makes coding software that we used to use called Coda. That's you know, right. Remember that? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they made this video game, and so I kind of knew it from both those sides. It's like, oh, this looks like a cool game. So. The, the story of this game is the protagonist, um, Henry, he, it, it basically does kind of like an up, like Pixar's up kind of, um, that's how the game sort of starts. Uh, you get to see Henry and like his, his wife like together and then she eventually develops dementia and it kind of shows like that kind of, kind of the relationship sort of spiraling out of control there. And he basically decides he's going to take a job like for the summer as like a fire lookout 
And I, it's set in, I want to say the 70s or 80s, late 80s is when it's set. Um, so he goes out and, and, and basically spend, he's going to spend this whole summer in this fire lookout uh, and, you know, watch for fires in the Shoshone National Forest in Wyoming. Um, and the whole game is you have a walkie-talkie as Henry, and you can see another uh, fire watch tower. And in that tower is a girl named Delilah. And that is the whole back and forth. She will talk to you, you talk to her. You can uh, choose kind of RPG style what you want to say to her. And you kind of develop this relationship with her. And the game starts off as kind of, oh, you're just going to kind of talk to her and it's going to tell this story. And then all of a sudden, like weird things start happening. And like this this person is kind of messing with you and like trashes your tower and you know does all this weird stuff and is like kind of messing with you um and and, and then the game kind of follows through with 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 a pretty big narrative it's not a very long game i think it's probably only like six hours ish long Hmm. um but it's basically like a discovering this discovery game that tells, tells a really good story um and it was something really different that i really hadn't played a game like that before uh, but I really, really liked it. it. It just had a real lot of really good touches, like the way the character moved and like climbing up stuff. Uh, it wasn't open world. It was it was definitely like a self comprised little area that you kind of get to. Uh, but just like the all the little bits and pieces, the game was really big on like kind of a Skyrim level. Uh, all the little stuff in your watchtower and around the area around your watchtower, you kind of interact with and read and and look at, um, I don't know. I just really liked that game. It, it sort of stuck out to me as like this short little experience, I guess, not something you necessarily replay. Um, but like a cool, right. pretty, like more adult driven sort of story. Um, that kind of actually goes to some pretty dark places by the time it gets done. So fun fact, I've seen, there, there must be like a um, a very specific wallpaper yes. from that game, because I've seen it and on like business computers, like uh, like at a job I was at or something. Yep. Of someone that does not play video games, and so it must just be Ollie's art. Just like really speaks to a lot of people. Uh, he's it's a he's he's great, um, but. Uh, yeah, the, I never did get around to playing that. And I've played a couple of those games, uh, even with my wife, um, haven't been the, I think gone home was like, it was fine, but there, I would, I would be interested in playing firewatch, uh, especially hearing how much you were into it. So yeah, that, that would be a good wife game for sure. It, it's okay. short enough. You could probably finish it like an hour at a time. Like if you did it, played an hour every night, you could probably finish it in a full week. Yeah. We, I think gone home was like maybe three hours. Yeah. Yeah. This might be a little bit longer, but no, it's, it, it's definitely, it would definitely be good for that. Um, I'm really bummed about, uh, panic got bought or that studio got bought by valve, right? Didn't valve buy, the developer of Firewatch and like they were, they were going to come out with a new game that was like set in Egypt. Yeah. Or something. I can't okay, remember. Yeah. The, I can't remember the name of that game. Um, so was I, it a subset of panic that they bought? Y- yeah, I think panic, Cause they didn't buy panic. No, right? I don't think they bought panic, but they bought the, the developer side of panic yes. that made that game. 
Um, I, yeah. yeah, I wonder what they ended up working on. Probably some VR stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I, but I feel like whatever that I can't remember what that game is called. I'm gonna have to look it up. Um, but yeah, that that game based in Egypt looked really cool. The little bits and pieces that they had, you know, shown of it, and I think it got canceled. It's Campo Santo. Hey. Campo Santo was the developer um, that made that game, but they were right under Panic, or maybe Panic published so, it. I can't remember anymore. <laughs> Panic was definitely involved. Panic is a, that's a unique company. Yes, because they make good software for you know it's Mac based software, and then they just came out of nowhere and announced a handheld. That is powered using a crank. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Did that ever come out? I think so. Huh. I can't remember now. In the Valley of the Gods was the name of the other of the the game that they were working on. I've heard on. of that. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to see if it mm. if it actually did get canceled or if they're still working on it. I yeah, I cannot remember. I feel like they canceled it. But it's funny because the first news story I found it says that Campo Santo will continue to work on their own games. <laughs> but maybe I'm totally wrong. Maybe not. Yeah. No, it is on hold. In Valley of Gods, it's on hold. So that's mm. maybe. Uh, it sounds like a lot of those people ended up working on Half Life Alex. Um, See, that's what I, I I thought that I thought that they. That's why I said VR. So yeah. I thought that they ended up helping with that yeah so hopefully they which get is probably a huge shift for that team yeah. to go from firewatch to half-life alex but yeah yeah all right what do you got next stardew valley oh man this almost made my list it was really close <laughs> really close wow we would have had 40 percent of our list I, it was okay, on it for so, a minute so I, God, where did I start Stardew Valley? I think I started, I think I started on PC. And I played it, um, uh, you know, okay, let me start. So I've never played like a, um, what's the other big farm game? Harvest um, Moon. Yeah, that they've made a ton of. Um, but it was just the, everyone going nuts over this little indie game. Made by one uh, guy. Made, made by one guy. He did the music, the art. Uh, it took him five years, and I. So uh, Jason Schreier from. Actually, I don't know where he's from now. Blo- uh, Bloomberg, Bloomberg. Bloomberg, I think. Yeah, Bloomberg, I think. Yeah, so I almost said from Kotaku, but um, Jason Schreier. He wrote a book that's really, really good. Uh, he just visits 10 different studios and talks about, uh, just the, the process of, of making games. And he, 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 one of them was Stardew Valley. And so he just, uh, kind of interviewed that guy a lot and it was just really interesting. You know, he would wake up and be like, you know what, today I'm going to work on the artwork for this one, uh, person. I don't, I don't like how they look today. And then the next day he's like, okay, I'm going to work on the dungeon. You know, you've, you've got a dungeon that you're going into. So, uh, getting a little ahead of myself, but Stardew Valley is a loop. You play a day. Um, you're building up a farm. You're building relationships with people in the town. There's some weird stuff going on. Uh, there are (laughs) like, there's, your your farm is basically haunted uh by old family members but 
Um, it is the you can play a day a day in like twenty minutes. I would say. Yeah, it's like the, a day is a very specific amount of time. It's like seventeen minutes long. Yes. Yeah. So. It's the it's just this loop of I'm going to wake up. I'll tend to my farm. I'll go talk to a couple people in the town. I'm going to go into the dungeon and, uh, you know, the dungeon is every five levels is basically a save point in that dungeon. So you can return to level six or 11 or 16 or 21 or whatever. Um, That game, I played it for maybe 10 hours and my wife who never plays video games, I was like, Hey, you might want to check this out. We bought it for PlayStation. She got very addicted to it. Um, played probably 80 hours of it. And then we bought it on switch. And then she played probably another 80 hours of it. <laughs> and now with my kids at an age that they are getting into animal crossing and you know, that style of game, has started playing it again. No so way. it's and and it's funny if you look at uh you know he still supports it. Uh and if you look at the, you know, patch notes or whatever, it's like, "Hey, and in, in 1.4 you can put a um a bench on the beach." And the internet goes fucking wild over that because this game is so adored. Um it's it, the pixelated art style um it's it just it it's just one of those loopy style it's like civ to me yeah. i i equate it a lot to civ where civ is civilization uh 5 is i think the only one the only civ game that i've really spent a lot of time with but it's just one of those i'll just do one more i'll just do one more turn yeah one more it day. only takes like yeah. well, it only takes 3 or 4 minutes you well, know to the get key through to a that, turn the key to that is is like so but the big the big hook to that game is the seasons, right? So you you have all the four seasons, and each season you have different like crops you can grow, and there's a there's a end of the season like party, and so you're trying to make more money to make your farm bigger, so you need yes. you know the right crop for that season, and the whole like loop with the days is you have only have so much energy, so as yes. it gets later in the day, you'll like get stuck, like you have to get back and go to sleep. And so you can only get so much done in a day. And then so that's the loop, right? And so you you try to get everything done in your one day and then you go to bed and you know, there's your 17 minutes and you're like, shit, I'm just going to do one more day and do the yeah. other thing that I didn't get to. You go talk to this person and that person and get ready for this festival. And then there's a whole like calendar aspect of that game. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it, I, I played it um, quite a bit on PlayStation 4, um, but just fell off of it. I'm, again min-maxing it and ruining it for myself because I'm a monster <laughs> and uh, I would really like to get get it on switch and play it on switch I think that's mm-hmm. probably a little better place to play it I guess um, yeah something my kids would probably like to maybe a little more than Animal Crossing but uh, no it's a yeah good, I think if you're game. if you like designing things you know be, being able to design your farm you know you're raising livestock uh, you can have like a cat or a dog on your farm, but there's there's just so much little stories with these people in the town. There's like twenty something people in this town, and they've all got like their you their own unique trait to them. 
and there's a romantic factor to it. You can end up marrying, um, you know, multiple different characters and you start a family with them. Um, you are adding different buildings to your, uh, to your farm and just all the different crops and stuff and, and just how, uh, unique you can make it putting in sidewalks and just, you know, doing that, those special little touches, um, it definitely thrives on like that small town feel. So there's a, a Walmart style, <laughs> um, uh, market in town yeah. called jo- uh, Jojo's. I think it's Jojo's market. Um, but you don't want to buy from Jojo's market. You want to buy from Pierre because he's the, the <laughs> sweet old man that you want to buy your seeds from. Fuck Jojo market. Right. My son loves buying from Jojo market and it pisses my wife off. Shit. But, um, Ah, that that game, I just adore it, and um, I finished it on PlayStation. I played, I played um, with the Switch version. They've finally they came out with multiplayer, so that just adds this whole new element to it, where you can start a room essentially with your farm, and you can invite people to it. Um, and so we started to do that, but uh, my wife got a little ahead of it, so I just I've kind of backed off a little bit but i will say like every time i see it for sale on ipad i just think like you know this would be a good ipad game to have because i have a controller that i could connect to my ipad and it just be something i could just burn the day away with yeah i mean it's it's that is <laughs> that's definitely one of my favorite games for this generation <laughs> uh which surprised me to, that i have uh two indie two indie style games on there and then three you know big triple a titles but yeah that's all i got to say of that all right you were really forced gump there for a second um okay i've got two games left we're gonna go with no man's sky <sighs> okay <laughs> i tried you tried to play it yeah when is the key there is when did you try to play it uh you know, I think I was just very overwhelmed with everything, um, knowing nothing about the game. Yeah. I tried to play it this year. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that. But yeah, because when that game was launched, just, there was just something about it where I was just like, I'm not, I'm not mentally ready for this. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because for where that game is today, and where that game was when it launched, it it is a different game. It's not the same yeah. thing anymore. Like. They've added well over five, somewhere between five and ten pretty major free DLCs or expansions for that game. Um, everything from multiplayer to mechs to um, base building. Uh, they just actually came out with an update that completely like revamped the whole algorithm that that builds the planets. Um yeah, so th- so that game is is basically a, sp- a space exploration game. It's the game where you start on a planet, you get in your ship, you leave that planet's atmosphere, and then you can fly around in that solar system and then go to the other planet and land and do shit there. Like, it does that better than any other game does, period. Like, it nails mm-hmm. that space exploration. Um and it's not quite fully simmy, but it's definitely a survival game. It's very much like yeah. Minecrafty that that kind of survival game. You're you're crafting stuff. You're getting um, 
resources and supplies from these planets and different planets have different resources and you know things like that and there's a whole economy you know there's all these different ships you can buy and you're basically the the goal of that game is to make it to the center of the universe you're kind of following this sort of loose story that they eventually put in the game um it's it, it i liked it a lot before the multiplayer got put in but when the multiplayer got put in it kind of changed it for, for me and made it way better. Because when you can play it with friends, you can kind of explore and do stupid shit and build your own dumb bases. and It's just a lot of fun. It's similar to Minecraft, like playing Minecraft with friends. Like, it, it's just fun. Um, I, I really struggled between putting No Man's Sky or Astroneer on this list. Hmm. Um, Astroneer is a super fun game. And... But I feel like I like No Man's Sky a little bit better. Uh, but Ashen Year is a fantastic game. So, so good. So much fun. Especially, I feel like your 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 kids would love Ashen Year. Um, really, really fun game. It's on Game Pass. Yeah, yeah. But uh, So, no. no Man's Sky, um, that studio, correct me if I'm wrong, before they worked on No Man's Sky... They made a a game called Joe Danger. Yes. Which is a side-scrolling motocross game, like doing stunts. Yes. And so for them, this little, what, maybe 30-team, 30-person team to come out and say that we're going to work on this, we're going to basically create a universe. (laughs) And you can visit the universe. Yeah. It's so wild it had a really rocky start just because it was kind of empty. Like, I don't think the game was jank. It was just more that it was empty. Honestly, that's, and th- that's kind of the game that I, that I, I don't remember this very clearly, but I, I feel like that's the game that really started the whole early access thing because that game launched it. I think 40 bucks or 60 bucks. I can't remember, but it did not launch in early access. Like that was not a thing back then. Like right. it launched, you know, and, but when it launched, it was very much like an early access game is today. Like, Hey, you can pay money for this, but this is going to be updated over time. And that's kind of how they've treated it. Um, and so they've kind of, so they, they kind of started in hot water, you know, they launched this game and, and really the bigger issue was, is the kind of studio head or mouthpiece, Sean Murray, um, kind of got out there before that game. It was like, oh, you're going to be able to do all this stuff and do this yeah. and do that. And he kind of had this, I think he very much unintentionally like overhyped the game. Um, and when it yeah, launched. Yeah, this is too good to be true right, from the small right, studio. Right, and it, it, Yeah. And so when it launched, it, 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 it got a lot of negative feedback. And over the last several years, they've released all this free DLC. And, and now it's basically at what he described. You know, they they made it to where they want it to be, basically. One of it's being in the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. was a bunch of free DLC, too, which is crazy. Like I, I, so I, is there a store mechanic to it at all? No, I don't think you can buy anything in that game. Wow. Man, kudos to that team. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean completely retooled that, like, that whole game. Like, it's not, they're just not uploading, like, new hats and skins, like... That game is completely different, um, and then you know, and doing multiplayer. Um, there's like a hub now. Um, 
you might be able to buy. Can you buy stuff in that game? I can't remember. I don't think you can. I could be wrong on that. Um, don't yeah, don't quote me on that because there is a little a few more currencies once they um, announce that the the like social hub within the game. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think there is any way to spend money on that game. So are is it true that people like still aren't seeing each other, like outside of the multiplayer? Oh no 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 yeah you can no you can still see people. Yeah, okay. I mean you see NPCs flying around. You can you in the hub is where you kind of see people. It's kind of kind of Destiny style. Um, but yeah, you can. The, the universe is so big in that game that like nobody's ever going to discover every planet. Like it's mathematically sure, impossible. Yeah. So. Uh, it was like, yeah, it was a ridiculous amount billions, of stuff. That billions, created, and billions, so, billions of planets, yeah. yeah. So, um, but no, I really enjoyed that game. Um, it's very much a, like, systems Minecraft-style game. I'm going to build my base. I'm going to start this copper farm, and then I'm going to pipe it into these storage units and then put a teleporter <laughs> there. That way I can come back there, and now I'm getting copper automatically because I found this cool copper planet. And then, like, again, min-max, I'm a monster. So, um, yeah. I really like that game a lot, a lot. And it does have a story to it. It does. Yeah, I've never made it very far because I can't focus long enough to like mm-hmm. do the story because I just find something. I spend way too much time on like one planet um, to really move on to the next, you know, part of that story. Um, mm-hmm. But it, yeah, and they evolved that story quite a bit over time. Hmm. Interesting. All right. What do you got? All right. This is my last game. It's also a space game. It is called Mario Odyssey. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, I love Mario games. Uh, Rich pokes fun at me all the time about it. Um, the chasing that feeling of playing Super Mario 64, That I, I just think that's probably my favorite gaming moment of my life is going from my super Nintendo to my Nintendo 64 and seeing Mario in 3d and just running around uh, like an open environment like that is, was just, it just destroyed my little 11 year old brain. (laughs) And so Mario Odyssey, like I, I, okay. So I like, Super Mario 64, I probably would have a hard time going back to it. I do not have the 3D All-Stars. Don't know if I will get that. Um, Did not care for uh, Sunshine that much. And then I I love the Galaxy games. Both of them are just great. Uh, Mario Odyssey is another one of those. It is... um, You're you're going from planet to planet. Uh, You are just... uh, you know, you've got like this ship that you're, you can kind of like upgrade a little bit, but for the most part, it's just that same level, that same style of game where they just throw different puzzle elements at you in this world. And you've got uh, this new mechanic with this hat that you can throw at a, a pretty large assortment of stuff and, and it can kind of change the dynamic of how you play that game. So that's kind of the hook of this one is, uh, you know, you can throw your, you can throw your hat at a 
dinosaur and then you're the freaking dinosaur you can throw it at a flagpole and then like fling yourself across the map there's they've and they've done a really great job being super clever about how to utilize that stuff in the game um i had a really really good time playing it i thought that um it's just one of those that it just those games just really I just love those styles of games. Um, <laughs> I don't play too many platforming games outside of Mario, though. I think it's it totally is that nostalgia aspect of it, where I just it's it, it's just it's a Mario game. I gotta play it. Um, I, I I I yeah, I can't really think of many other third like three D platformers that I play. Um, I will, I'll like, I like like a ratchet and clank, um, you know, that, that has its own like style of, of gameplay to it. But, um, be like playing Mario Odyssey in front of my kids though. Uh, that, that is something that'll stick with me. Kind of like where Super Mario 64, just playing that game as a little <laughs> kid stuck with me. Um, it, it was definitely nice to, you know, after school or whatever, like, hey, can we play Mario Odyssey? Of course we can play Mario Odyssey. That's all I want to do too. So um I did I'm I'm not a completionist. So like we made the comment that I, you know, I kind of stopped at Red Dead when the credits ran. Um yeah. I don't I'm not a completionist. I'm just that I where you you like to mid max, I'm the complete opposite. I'm just like, you know, just not doing the bare minimum, but you know, I I don't dabble too far away from the main game unless it is like a Skyrim. But um, I think I collected maybe 500 moons. I think once you hit 500, it it loads this other area uh, outside of the main game. But even though I say I never play games through a second time, like I did Moonlighter. Uh, and I guess I did with Stardew in a sense. I I will go back to Mario Odyssey and play it. Every time I I get in the drawer with with um, like switching uh, Paper Mario and Ring Fit, I see Odyssey and I'm like, damn it, I really want to play that game again. So, um, yeah, that it's a damn good Mario game. I hated that game. Hated it. Really? Yeah. That's man. That's, I loved it. That game's a bad video game. <laughs> I if I knowing how much you love Mario, I would not have guessed. I I did not think that was going to make your list. Wow. Okay. I was shocked when you said it. <laughs> the platforming in that game is bad. Yeah. The uh, I just didn't have motion controls in it. Wasn't there something uh, you had like- to do? Yeah, you might have to. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Man, I thought it did. I thought it had some kind of weird motion thing going on with it. Because I know Galaxy did the thing where you had to shake the Wiimote quite a bit to get it to do whatever. I don't. I don't really remember. Maybe it is, but. Oh man, I just did not like that game. I had very specific opinions about that game when I played it. So. Uh, it's actually like you hating the platforming. It's easily the best feeling that Mario has had with a platformer. What? Yeah, like uh, oh it's boy. it's easily the best the the best one control wise and no. um, feel. Yeah. Oh no. 
No, I could not. Yeah, we're at completely opposite ends of the spectrum. Oh, I loved it. Oh, man. The camera in that game is really bad. It's the best camera in a Mario game. (laughs) 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 No joke? I just, yeah, I just did not like anything about that game. I finished it, too. Um, It's so silly. It was just, I, I, yeah, I just, it, it, it stuck with me. I will, I will play that game again. Oh, man. I'm sorry. It's good. It's very, it's, um, they're definitely leaning into this weirdness of that universe. Um, I mean, there's humans in this game. It's just, it's a, it's a strange, it's a strange game. Yeah. When, yeah. I feel like Nintendo just does that kind of stuff intentionally. Like when they talk on Twitter about whether Toad's head is a hat or if it's his head, like that stuff drives yeah. people like you, like ape shit. Like yeah, I, I love it. I, I, I just you, you love You totally lose me when you start talking about the um, like animal dynamics of Yoshi and things of that nature. I don't know. I, I just... I. I did not like that game at all. Hmm. That's okay. Man. I didn't. I didn't think you would like. I don't. I liked Mario games. Like I don't have anything against Mario, but I liked Mario sixty four. But man, that game was just not like in, for a new kind of platformer. I I thought it was pretty bad. But hmm. I think you're being blinded by your uh, Mario love. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> My kids uh, did I, like I, watching that, watching me play that game, though. Yeah, I mean, like he gets on stage with these humans and is dancing, and you can like dress him up, like yeah, yeah it's so real. You're, you're just into the yeah, yeah. It's just real goofy. You're just a lost you know? cause. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's hey, that's my list. I think you've got one more on your list. Yeah, it's gonna be a real shocker. So my last game is The Witcher 3 on The Wild Hunt. Okay. Um, oddly enough, when you were talking about Mario just a minute ago, Zelda didn't make either one of our lists. Oh, I did not like that game. I, I liked that game, but not not enough to put it on this list. Um, and no, what you I, were talking about, your 11-year-old moment, Ocarina of Time was that for me, for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, but I thought that was pretty crazy that Zelda didn't make that list because I bet if you Google no. top five games of this generation that that game's on almost every one of them. Mm. Um, I, I actually think the last several Zelda games have been bad. Yeah. I mean, I liked breath of the wild, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's not as good as the Witcher three. Um, <laughs> the Witcher three is unequivocally the best game of the last generation. It's not even close. That game is so good. The open world is so good. The characters are fantastic. The storytelling is the best in any game I've ever played. The combat and mechanics and all the systems in that game are awesome. I love everything about that game. I had never played a Witcher. I know I had played a Witcher game before the Witcher two. I did not beat that game, but you know, I didn't have any like preconceived like, you would with Mario or, you know, this big history with the, with the Witcher, whether through the books, I started reading the books because I like the game. Because the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
yeah, it is the best game of last generation. If you ask me my best games of all time, it's number one. Wow. Um, so it's 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 up there. Um I've tried That would be a fun episode. I've tried like hell to get you to finish that fucking game or get to a certain part in this in that game. And I don't think you've ever made it there. Um Rich, I have three versions of that game. I know. I know. I bought it for Xbox the week they announced it on Game Pass. No, no. I bought it on Steam and I have it on PlayStation. <laughs> I just I've I've tried I've gave it I think in it, I think each time I play it I make it a little further. Um this last time I played it I probably put 20 hours into it. Um but I just I had burned out. I just um it's just one of those very overwhelming games. You have to be in the right mindset and with like no distractions or here's a bunch of other games that you could possibly be playing and beat instead of just this one game cuz it's ma- it's massive. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. It's great. It's it's like you've said it's 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 really fun to play. It's a it's a great open world. It's telling a really cool story. Um it just, uh, I just keep falling off of it for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean, it, it's I I understand why. Um, it's it's a hard game to. It, it's a it's just such a big game. It, it's hard to focus. There's so many things on that map and like side quests to do, and the um, the main storyline is absurdly long. Um, and, and that game kind of hit. I played it well after it came out. Um, there was probably two or three years um, that I didn't have internet where I lived because I lived in a very rural area. So I literally bought this PS5 and took it and, and bought The Witcher and just played it. Like I didn't have any other games to play. So I just played The Witcher. You didn't have, yeah, you didn't have internet, right? right? Yeah, Is that I, what you I, said? yeah, I just did not have internet. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I wasn't getting distracted by a bunch of other games coming out. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that, that game, man, it, it just goes places and it's a beautiful game. Like I said, the storytelling is amazing. I've, I've tried to get you to finish the bloody Baron quest in that game because I felt like if you could finish it completely, you would keep playing it. I thought I did. You didn't because the Bloody Baron quest in that game is it, it, you start it pretty early on in the game, probably within the first five to ten hours, um, yeah. and you and you kind of do you kind of follow its quest line through several quests, and then you kind of yes. leave it, and then it kind of comes back, and then you kind of leave it, and then it kind of comes back. He'll even he'll even poke in on other missions of yeah. yours. Yeah, he's just involved with a lot of stuff that you're involved in. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm going to take like five minutes. And walk through this quest really quick. So I'm going to spoil it for you. Um, okay, that's fine. So the Witcher Geralt, the main character, comes across. He's got to go talk to the Bloody Baron. Uh, it's in this area of the game where there's been a lot of war, like a long war. Um, and the Bloody Baron is basically this leader of this little area. Um, so you go and meet him. And for you're, you're basically looking for Ciri, who's not your daughter, um, but is... 
is this young girl that you're looking for. She kind of mm-hmm. treats her like a daughter. Uh, Gerald does. So he he the Baron has seen Siri and been with Siri, and for him to tell you where um, where she is, you got to kind of do some quest for him, right? It's a video game. Um, so you end up finding out that the Bloody Baron is like this drunk. Like the first time you meet him, you fight him when he's like completely drunk and yeah. just going nuts. And you know you beat him up and kind of beat him into his senses. And you learn through a series of quests that um, he basically beat his wife, and to the point to where she had like a failed pregnancy. And. And The Witcher is kind of this fantastical um, fantasy universe. And when sometimes when that happens, it creates this little creature called a botchling. Yeah, it's, right. It's basically like it's it's the baby that, that died. Um, and so as Geralt, you basically, and he's, he's, you know, like, a, you know, the guy that takes care of the monsters and all the, the you know, the crazy stuff. So you kind of help the Baron um, take care of the botchling. And there's a, there's a uh, decision you can make about what to do with the botchling, and that has some effect on some things. Um, and afterward, you find out like his wife left him, his older daughter left him, and so you kind of move on to the next quest. And you eventually find his daughter. His daughter wants nothing to do with him. Like yes. she's totally, she's joined on this other, this whole other kind of guild. And uh, you, you never really do find the mother. And as you go along, you come across these three um, crones. They're witches. They're living in this bog. Um, you go and do a quest for them. You find out that they're uh, basically like kidnapped all these little kids. And there's this woman who's the caretaker of these kids. She's an older woman. And you kind of interact with her a little bit. And the crones kind of possess her in a way and like talk to mm-hmm. you through her. Um, and eventually you come to find out that that's his wife. So she runs away from her husband who's a drunk, you know, ex, you know, war, dude at war and, you know, beats her. She runs away, gets basically possessed by three witches. And, you know, there's, there's a bunch of different decisions that you can make in the game that, she can she can die, um, yeah. And basically, you end up you find out that that's her. At the time, you don't know it's her. You're interacting with her. You don't know who she is. And then you go back and you start talking to the Baron. And in the whole beginning of that quest, you're just like, man, this guy fucking sucks. You yes. know, he killed his. You know, they got this dead baby. He beat his wife. You know, this guy sucks. And then you go back to him, and you know, he kind of has like this he makes this turn. He like makes this arc where he's like, man, you know, I fucked up. You know, I have basically, he has PTSD. Like he was, he was so into the war and coming back and drinking and had, you know, all these problems and did these terrible things. But the game and the story basically makes you sympathize with him. And it's like this big turn. And then you, you basically reunite him with his wife. And depending on what decision you make, he takes her and tries to basically get her help because the 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 crones have basically, you know, taken advantage of her mind. But like if she dies during, you know, one of the decisions you did or didn't make, 
uh, later on you end up finding out that he hung himself. So like that that whole quest happens like over the course of like from hour five to like hour twenty. Like yeah, it's not just so one quest I did you that run. Quest. It's like not, it's like not one quest you run through in like an hour. No, it, it just goes on and on and on. You keep yeah. coming back to it, kind of like the Red Dead quest where you kind of come back to that lady. And that quest, when I finished that quest, I was like, holy shit! I've never played anything like that in a game where it was like this ongoing, multiple kind of branching path kind of real serious shit like i've never had a game made me that made me like man this guy sucks too holy kind of on his side now yeah. like i can i'm sympathizing with him some even though he's terrible like you're kind of sympathizing with him a little bit um and that game is full of that stuff i mean full of it the the two dlcs for that game um hearts of stone and blood and wine are the two best DLCs for any game ever made, period. The, the the stories in them are so good. They just don't have any business being in a video game. Like, they're just so good. The, the first DLC takes place in the same map that the, the main game takes place in, but the second DLC takes place on an entirely new map. Um, that's oh huge. Oh, my gosh, that map is crazy. Yeah, it takes you to a whole different area, and it's huge. And it's so, oh man, it's so good. Those two DLCs <laughs> are so good. Especially, I mean, that first one, Hearts of Stone, kind of, kind of, uh, it, it literally, so at the beginning of that game, um, you and your fellow Witcher, you go into a bar and you're trying to find Yennefer, who's uh, your kind of sorceress girlfriend, for lack of a better term. And mm-hmm. you sit down. And you're talking to this, ran- you just walk up to this random guy. It's like, you need to talk to the patrons in the bar. And it just puts the yellow icon over this guy. And you go talk to him. And his name's Gaunter Odim. And um, you kind of talk to him. And he's kind of a weird dude. But it's like the first real interaction you have with a NPC in the game. And the second DLC is all about that guy. <laughs> It calls back to the very beginning of this 200-hour freaking game. And that guy is like this crazy master of mirrors guy, like magician. And he's basically, he's got this uh, like wealthy um, kind of, I don't know, kind of wealthy guy kind of wrapped up in his little magic deal. So you literally go back to the first person, real person you kind of have this branching conversation with. And that's how the second DLC starts. You go back from, to this from, guy. From, from the very beginning of the base game. Yes, yes. You're talking about the guy that you, the first guy that you can play cards with. I can't remember if you can play cards with him, but you sit down with him at the bar and you have like yeah. this very, un- or not the bar, like at the table and you have this very in the, unique, You're in the tavern. Yeah, you're in the tavern. You have this unique conversation with him about, yeah. and he's like really weird. He's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah, that's the they guy. They based a whole DLC around that guy? Yes. Yep. That's fucking yep. cool. He's basically a magician. <laughs> like he 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 takes yeah, that whole that whole DS, DLC goes places and it it's it's got this really serious storyline about this wealthy guy that kind of got in bad graces with Contro Dim and yeah, it that DLC is huh. fan fucking fantastic. And then the second DLC takes place in a whole different area and kind of focuses around vampires. And one of Geralt's best friends is a vampire. Um, in that in in that DLC, 
and it's just fantastic. And that's and that level that they made for that DLC is just gorgeous. Just absolutely gorgeous. It's a whole new open world, but it literally looks like it's out of like a fairy tale. Um, so piggybacking off what you said something a bit ago, people say that, uh, and I agree, the side quests in this game, the stories that they tell are better than most games out there. Yes. Yeah. And that's not sure. even the, it's not even its main game. The story. Yeah, I, I will. I will admit that the main story of The Witcher Three it drags on way too long. Um, it's a little bit too predictable. Um, there's a lot of choices you can make as Geralt in that game, or during that storyline, that can kind of screw you and give you a bad ending. Um, so it's not that aspect of it's not great. Um, I was very lucky and got a pretty good ending, but. Yeah, just those characters, Geralt, Yennefer, Triss, Ciri, mm-hmm. like that, just the whole interaction, Dandelion. Um, there's just a lot of heavy shit that happens in that game. Like, it's it's a game where nothing good really ever happens to anybody. It's, it kind of <laughs> reminds me of Game of Thrones. Like, nothing good ever happens. It's just varying levels of, like, kind of the lesser evil, which is a big Witcher right. quote. Um yeah, I, I just, I loved that game. I'm looking forward, that's why I'm looking forward to Cyberpunk. Um, I'm interested to see what they do outside of that universe with their own. Man, they've got a, they've got a big task ahead of them. Yeah, right? I, know, I, I hope know. it delivers. I know, man. I and, and like I talked about with Red Dead, how I kind of overhyped it. I've, I've been like completely dark <laughs> on Cyberpunk. I have not watched any of that like Night City Wire stuff that they're doing. Um, oh wow! Okay. I've, I've kind of tried to stay away from it, but man, if if you need a game to play to really, I probably put a hundred and eighty hours into that game, probably close to two hundred oh hours gosh. between the main game and the, the DLCs. The DLCs alone are just so good. The stories in them are so good. Um, man, yeah. Just, I, I, I wonder if somebody's even made a, like a like a short story out of them at this point, like that you just read. Like they're just so good. I, I really loved those DLCs a lot. Um, and you can you can find that game for like fifteen dollars with the DLC. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's re- yeah, it's ridiculous. And I, so it's like yeah. there's two hundred hours of content that you could buy for fifteen dollars. Yeah. Yeah. And I I just, just I think wild. I think part of it is I just really like Geralt as a character. Um, yeah. And and kind of his in in like the the options they give you you know during like your so like selecting how you're going to respond to people i think was really interesting like are you going to play him as this real shrill like no i'm a witcher i'm doing my job kind of thing or you can be a little more compassionate but it's not like full-on like hero like you're definitely like an anti-hero oh um, yeah in a, in a in a in a pretty big way um but yeah, I just I, I can talk about that game for hours and hours and hours. <laughs> and I've tried I've actually tried to go back and play it um like a second time, like a second playthrough. I just can't do it. I, I feel like I just can't commit that time to it again. Right. Um, kind of knowing what all you have to go through to get to that stuff. The DLCs maybe is something I'd sit down and play again. Um hmm. but man, yeah, that that game is just absolutely fit. The combat in it is fantastic too. There's so many different ways to build out Geralt 
um, you know, late in that game, if you build him out right, you're just this monster just destroying people. Um, yeah, and, like applying oil to your... Yeah, there's, that's the um, whole bestiary thing. Like, you know, yeah. the first time you like encounter a werewolf, you've got to figure out, oh, I need to get this oil for my sword, and yes. I need to take this potion, and if I if I do this to him and attack him at this certain time of day, um, you know, it, it, that whole aspect of it is, is pretty cool. There's like a whole Batman and it detective presents it mode to, you. to it. You know, you're not, you're not, you're not happen to like scour the internet for this stuff. It's like, right. like you said, there's a bestiary and it kind of tells you how to handle this stuff, which I really appreciated because some of that stuff, it's just like, you know, you could throw, you could throw your sword at it all day and it's just not going to, you're going to die or you can't defend yourself unless you, you have kind of the right tools. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And there's just that, that whole like detective mode where you can go in and like track people down and like look for clues and do stuff. Um, that whole part of that game is, is great. Yeah. I, there's so many little kind of Skyrim, uh, Elder Scrolls style little nuggets in, in that map and in, in those, you know, little areas that you can come across um, that I just really, really liked. But I've got to stop talking because I'll just keep talking about it forever. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an amazing game. So uh, before we wrap up, and yes, yes, I agree. Even though I have not finished it, that's I, I still have great memories of that game. Um, did you say you had your whole list numbered? Yeah. I want to try to guess it. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. So obviously, The Witcher is number one. Yeah. I need to. I need to know your other four games. So you have, you had Apex, you had, uh, Firewatch, you had the um, uh, Red Dead, and what's the fourth? No Man's Sky. Yep. 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 Right. Yep. Okay. I want to say Red Dead is two. No. I'm gonna say No Man's Sky is two. No. I'm gonna say <laughs> it's going Apex very badly. Yeah, Apex is two. Wow. Okay. Um, so then I will say Red Dead is three. No. Fuck me. Red Dead's five. Red Dead's four. Okay. All right. Well, I give up on this game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, is there anything left to say? I'm not gonna guess. I wouldn't try to guess your numbering, even if you had them, because you just put that dumb Mario game first. No, I can't believe. You no, know, actually, like it's such a weird list. It's it's been a weird generation because again, I th- I think I have missed out on a lot uh, of probably very stellar games out there. But I think these are pretty unique from each other. That I would have a hard time. That's that's before we start recording. <laughs> And you said you had yours numbered. Like you said, I kind of stressed out a little bit. So I was like, I don't know how to number this list. It's a very unique list. Um, <laughs> I would almost would say, fuck, man. I don't. It's not worth it. I don't know. I would almost say Stardew and Moonliner would be one and two. Holy cow. I wouldn't have thought yeah. that. Yeah, and then um, Apex got a War Mario. Wow, that'd be my top five. Those indie games, man, they just they they're just great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything else to say? No, no. it's a show. It's our longest show, man. 
We're at an yeah, hour and 41 show. minutes right now. So, um, But actually, let me pull up the show notes so I don't mess up the email address again. Rich, filling time here. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you want to check out our website, you can find that at bitpunch.tech. You want to send us an email, that is emails with an S, at bitpunch.tech. And follow us uh, on Twitter at bitpunch. I'm mouse64. Rich is stop pre check out our episode next week we're going to be discussing batman the long halloween at the back half of that show i'm pretty excited about that we will try to we'll pick one i don't know once a month i'm thinking uh if we really get into it that might change but um we've we were starting to compile a little list of stuff we want to read so uh but again we're going to read the uh batman the long halloween super spoiler I, i plan on talking that book up and down so uh but yeah that is it for us thank you rich thank you and thank you everyone for listening we'll be back next week